Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur video and audio podcast. This is a caffeine cast, so a short, sharp shot in the arm of motivation. And I want to discuss with you the different routes between traditional and self-education. Now, obviously, traditionally, it was go to school, go to university, or go to school, get an apprenticeship, work your way up through a career path. And obviously that's been very disrupted in the last decade or two. With the new age of social media and online courses and Udemy and streaming and live feed videos and podcasts, you can self-educate a lot quicker. You can go deeper, more specific, more niched. You can pick and choose the bits that you like. For example, I did a degree in architecture. Now most people don't even know I've got a degree because they don't really talk about it because I don't really see it as something that's very credible in my story. But, you know, when we started architect, we had to learn about wind loading. We had to learn about anthropometrics. <laughs> we had to learn about acoustics and all this stuff. And it was like, oh, I'm not really bothered about that. I'm not really bothered about that. I just want to design buildings. I want to draw pretty buildings. Uh, but you need to learn all that. And now, if I had gone down the self-education route, I could have learned the parts, I suppose, in a different industry or niche that I really wanted to focus on. So let's separate these because often people ask you know, should their children go to university or young kids are asking me if they should go to university. And that's a big thing to ask me and your parents. It's like, you know, you're almost putting your whole future on what the answer I might give you. And that's pressure. And I don't want that pressure. So I think traditional education is fantastic if you want to learn a specific niche which is highly regulated or just suits the traditional education, like a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, etc. You know, you, you can't go online, watch a couple of YouTube videos and then start getting a knife and start cutting people. It just doesn't work like that. So in architecture, oh, maybe not so much, but certainly in any technical skill, I think university can be a good route. I went to university for the wrong reasons. I went because I felt that that's what smart people were supposed to do and kind of like you were smart if you go to university and you're not if you're not, which is totally wrong, by the way. I'm not saying that is the case. I was totally wrong about that because actually some of the most streetwise, smart millionaires and billionaires never even went to university. And to be honest, if I hadn't gone to university, I'd have had three or four years of my life back that I could have invested into being an entrepreneur and doing various non-regulated self-education courses. And I could have really focused on what I wanted to learn. So if your child clearly is going to be amazing at something where there's a traditional route, then of course you should consider sending them down that road. However, you're going to build a lot of debt. Now on the other side of the equation, there are some people like, oh, well, courses are too grand and you know, like there's all these people selling courses and you know, you can get everything for free on Google and they've got all this noise around um, self-education. The upside of self-education is you can pick and choose exactly what you want. You can find millionaires and billionaires and social media influencers who will teach you everything that they know. You know, of course, you know, I give you a lot of my information for free on podcasts or live feed videos. 
And you know, it's only if you really want to go on a deep dive in property or in public speaking or in e-commerce, you know, that you have to invest any money in the training. And of course, my books, I try and put a lot of information in those books, less than 10 quid. So you can get to a good foundational level of knowledge on not a huge amount of money when you self-educate. And of course, the podcast and the live feed videos, etc. as well. If you just consume it all, then you're going to have a lot of information. But going back to the traditional education, you'll get module after module after module after module, and you'll get a kind of a clear road, but it will be very slow. So traditional education is a lot slower. It often takes a long time and building up a lot of debt. And then you have to go down this corporate road, which is very regulated. And you're an apprentice for two years, and then you're on a low salary for three and blah, 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 blah. Whereas, you know, when you learn sales and marketing and finance and accounting and leadership and management, all the facets of a business, you can learn that the entrepreneurial way. Also, with self-education, you get to... If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. learn, test, review, repeat. So at uni and then in apprenticeships and further degrees, you learn, 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 learn for years, loads and loads and loads of debt, and then you get to implement later and maybe you forgot everything you learned in uni seven years ago. Whereas when you self-educate, you learn, you test, you tweak, you repeat. You learn, you test, you tweak, you repeat. You read a book, you go and try it out, you tweak, you repeat. You listen to podcasts, you tweak, you repeat. You go on a public speaking course and you get to go and do public speeches, live feed videos or, or events and then you go back over your notes. So it's, it's almost like you don't have to go so deep into debt or so many years down before you can start earning. Now, certain areas and industries are highly regulated, finance related industries, insurance, you know, medicine, etc. And they should be, because otherwise people would just be malpracticing all over the place. But the great thing about starting up any kind of business, any product or service or idea or IP or franchise or license or software or app, you know, you only need to set up a company, which is very cheap. Now that you do that for 50 quid, and then that limits the liability to the company and not to you. So you're not putting all your personal assets at risk. And then you can go and create value and get it to market very quickly. You know, with the power of social media and the leverage of the internet, you can basically have a non-perfect, non-finished product, test it to a few people, get the feedback, give them version two, get the feedback, give them version three. By the seven year degree you've done, you could have had version 84 out and you could be worth 100 million by now. And I think more in today's world, the class system is kind of changing. And it's not really so much now the working class and the middle class and the upper class. You know, many people who would be previously working class, 
the barriers to entry to setting up a business are much lower now because you can get WorldPay or you can get PayPal, you can get a merchant account to take money for virtually nothing. You can take money on your iPhone or online. You can run your business from your laptop. The barriers to entry are much lower. The great thing about regulation in a regulated industry is control and stopping the charlatans and making sure you do proper diligence and processes and you know best practice and that's all really important. Now, in many enterprises, being an entrepreneur, you don't really need all that. But then in some areas, like if you know we run property investing courses, for example, some people saying, well, it should be a bit more regulated and it should be a bit more under control. And I certainly wouldn't be opposed to that because there's plenty of people that imitate us and come in and set up a course and don't give very good information and you know aren't really accountable. So you know, we're in an unregulated industry, much lower barriers to entry. You can get in, you can start, you can make money quickly, but there's less controls, which maybe means you're not as accountable. And it'll really be all the competitors that will disrupt you if anyone does. And then over time, as the industry gets more mature, then there'll be regulation in. But the downside of regulation is it's just so slow and so much red tape and so political about getting anywhere. I got myself in a huge amount of debt going to university. I got my dad in a huge amount of debt. And I only did architecture because that's what I thought smart people go to university. And also I liked art. And the reality is at that time, it would have been far better to me to say, hey, I'm going to set up as an artist. Start painting some paintings and walking around and get my art in galleries and trying to get an agent, trying to enter in competitions, trying to go to shows, trying to meet where other art collectives and wherever they go, setting up my own art website, selling all my art online. Now, I started doing that when I was about 23. But I did um, architecture at university from 18 to 21, but I didn't even want to design buildings. So if you're asking me, which people always asking me, and I'm not saying this is what you should do. This is why I've done this podcast, so for you to consider for yourself and your kids what's right. But for me, it would have been better not to go to university because, yes, I could have done art, but I didn't do art. I did architecture, but I could have done art, but, you know, I've taught me fine art and given me some technical skills. But I already had the technical skills. But what it wouldn't have given me is the sales, the marketing, the partnerships, you know, trying to get in there with agents, the brand, you know, like someone like Damien Hurst is great at branding and marketing. And, you know, I learned all of that on the ground, doing a real business, setting up a business, because, you know, when it's real, it's real. And when you're at university and you're studying, it's not real. I had a great time at university, spent most of the time getting drunk. But of course, I can't get those years back either. So what you generally find is, you know, the people who are the more working class, they generally tend to have the more enterprising, disruptive, hustly kind of nature. They'll roll up their sleeves, they'll go and get involved. You know, in the middle class, obviously, they can afford more to go down the traditional education route. But I don't really want to make it about a class thing. It's just, you know, I think that the thing about classes is it's just not really as relevant anymore. I think it's a real leveller in today's world. So if you've got children, you know, you want to think very carefully and help guide your child. And if they want to be a professional at something, they probably could go to university. They probably could get a further master's degree because from certain universities with certain degrees, it really, really does help your career. And going to certain universities does help you get certain jobs in law or something like that. But I mean, most people don't even know I've got a degree and no one even really asks me and it's not part of the story because in what I do, you don't need a degree. And what you don't want to do is spend three to five years, get yourself 50 or 100,000 pound in debt. It could take you 30 years to pay all that debt off. And that will compound over a long time. Whereas if you start work when you're 15 or 18 by setting up your own little business and you can do it from your mum and dad's you know, house and still living in a bedroom, you've got no overhead, you've got a lot less risk. But when you go into a job and you've got 30 or 40 or 60 grand's worth of student loan debt and other debt, 
that puts risk and pressure on you know your job which means it's going to be hard for you to get a mortgage for goodness knows how many years it really helped me being able to set up business in an unregulated field where there was less barriers to entry there were less friction there was less resistance and for those of you that haven't really embraced setting up your own enterprise i'd just say do it get your kids to do it get your kids to set up their own business you know when they're 12 14 15 get them selling stuff on ebay get them going in the playground and hustling and learning how to sell get them learning about marketing and brand get them setting up all their own social media profiles and building a bit of a personal brand about themselves there's a chap called Caleb Maddox who's like what 15 years old or 14 years old and he's got goodness knows how many tens or hundreds of thousands of followers on YouTube and he tells stories of how his dad raised him his dad wouldn't pay him any pocket money but his dad paid him I think it was $50 if he read a personal development book and then if he summarized the personal development book and he wrote notes on it and I thought what a great way to create an entrepreneur and we're in the most exciting time to be an entrepreneur you can just forge forward fast and get your message out there and make more of a difference because you know it's hard to make a difference when you're studying for seven years but seven years I'm well I um, started my own business properly not including art when I was 26 years old although I had a job for most of that year so let's say the end of age 26 and before 31 I was a millionaire um, and then I became a multi-millionaire and I've nine best-selling books out there now and now if I was a doctor I couldn't probably very easily write a, a book about my style of practice as a doctor because it's highly regulated so if you are in also a position where you or your kids are looking to choose what's the right path for you and you're at this kind of crossroads well now you can think about this and you can think well do I want to invest time for seven years and get myself in a load of debt so if I were on the fence now between traditional and self I'd certainly do self and one day you'll become the educator who's educating all the people who are self-educating themselves you know we really are in the information age right now where information has power and information has value and information is a commodity and information is highly monetizable when it was more manual labor and industrial age then of course the traditional education and giving people specific hands-on skills was obviously more relevant it's much less relevant now and in the future with robotics and self-driving cars and artificial intelligence I think these more traditional kind of university type jobs and education they're going to be disrupted even more so you have time now before the world races ahead of you and you get left behind so thanks for tuning in to the disruptive entrepreneur video and audio podcast remember if you don't risk anything you risk everything thank you for being a follower of my work I'm very grateful to you if you haven't reviewed the disruptive entrepreneur podcast yet go review it I don't sell ad space I don't charge you for this work I don't ask for anything I don't want anything but if you were happening to be listening and you could go and give me a review that would just be really helpful because it's just good proof to help other people when they come in and I know there are many of you around the world. We have 180 odd countries that subscribe, more millions of people now who subscribe and download. And you're not yet in the disruptive entrepreneurs community. I've set that up for you and I spend a lot of time in there engaging with you, answering your personal questions. So on Facebook, just search the disruptive entrepreneurs community. I'm in there. There's thousands of entrepreneurs around the world in there, but not all of you. And if you're listening and watching and you're not in there, what's stopping you? It's not a platform for me to sell. I don't get anything out of it other than to help you grow. And if I help you grow your business, then that helps me grow. Thanks very much. And remember, once again, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.